We represent you. Take the short side again. Tupo away. Tedesco pulled it in. This time it's Kiri in support. We feel you by your presence. Via Rooster. Joseph Manu, a try that only Manu could score. Rooster! 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 And come to play they did on our nation's greatest day. Well, Roosters fans, there was 40,000 fans out there yesterday screaming and cheering our red, white and blusters. But what a day prior to that, Silky. Well, we honoured our Anzac tradition. And it's an amazing day for our country, amazing day for our fans. And it's great to see lots of Dragons and Roosters fans out there enjoying all the action, all the commemoration and seeing all the servicemen and women out there being honoured as they should. Welcome to Roosters Radio in a week where we beat the Dragons 34-10. You heard the boys celebrating. We're still celebrating here at Radio Hub. It's the unofficial public holiday. It's Day of the Rooster. It's the Day of Politis. And Roosters fans, get ready for a big show. Silky, welcome. Thank you very much, Bush. Hello and welcome to this episode of Roosters Radio. And I have to admit, Bush, what a great afternoon. Sunday afternoon, the sun was shining. We had the paratroopers landing on the field. The last post. It's just so much atmosphere and we've got a really good show lined up. We're going to be talking to Sam Verrills a little bit later on. Sammy, uh, obviously, returning from that knee injury, that ACL injury last year. And what about his first touch? You would have thought he hadn't even had some time off. What knee injury? Yeah, it was amazing to see him back. There were so many great performances. Uh, you know, a few contentious refereeing decisions, I thought. You know, namely the shoulder charge, the headshot. Robbo spoke about it in the press conference. I really liked what Robbo actually said. He said, and I quote, we were on tonight. And on they were. Yeah, they sure were, Silky. And what a packed captain's club we had. I mean, if oh, you're going to watch amazing. football, 400 and I think it's 450 in the room. We had an activation, 25-4 coffee from servicemen, by servicemen, for servicemen. Starting a conversation, it was a great activation, I thought. Uh, Treasury wines up yep. there. Uh, you know, you, you couldn't have asked for more. Claire, Pat, Ryan and the corporate team did an amazing job up there. Uh, just made sure all the guests and members were catered for. And I tell you, what a good spot in the afternoon to watch the footy. The sun sets over yeah. the posts and the dark clouds in the background. It just had everything. I remember you mentioned in the speech with Minnie and Orbo, uh, you know, a couple of years ago, we had the hailstorm. They stopped the game. And I don't know, Anzac Day just brings something special every year. You know, the the lone horseman walking around, you know, the cheer girls were on fire yesterday. There's a couple of Roosters fans mimicking the cheer girls were even funny. It was just yeah. a great day of entertainment. It was, Bush. And we even had a couple of Roosters radio fans pull us up out there on the on the concourse. So uh, there was it was just a great afternoon. And obviously getting the result that we desired, uh, that helps as well. Uh, the game itself, well, both sides started quite poorly. There was a lot of errors, drop ball mm, and the like to was. start the game. And, you know, we're going to talk about him a bit more on the show. The Radio Hub's very own Sammy Walker. Missed a goal early, a couple of drop balls, but played his way into the match and was uh, given the man of the match. Plenty of players that we should recognise. Daniel Tupu, of course, scoring that try that makes him now equal with Roosters legend Bill Mullins uh, on our all-time try scoring list. Uh, the 18th man 
came into play yesterday as well, which was the first time we got to see it with Teddy yeah. not returning with the HIA. Matty Cavalu really held himself to account there yesterday, put a lot of pressure on him, high balls, thought he played well. Our halves pairing, Sammy Walker, Drew Hutchison. I was really impressed with Drew Hutchison yesterday. I was watching him, what he was doing off the ball, you know, talking to the players, putting his hand up, wanting to get touches of the ball. And I found the same with Sam Walker. They, they wanted to get their hands on the football, and that's what you want from your halves. Mate, you know what I loved? I, I, I echo that sentiment exactly. Drew Hutchinson was so energetic yesterday, but he was also a leader. I watched how Sammy Walker just dropped back. Victor come up to the line. He was first receiver. Sam was patient. And yeah, he had a couple of errors. Mate, it's his fourth game of yeah, NRL. Yeah. I mean, please. He's missed two goals. I think the kid's a genius. And, you know, if we just... In Robbo, we trust. Robbo will get him right. He'll get himself right. You don't win the man of the match in a day like Anzac Day, which all the players talk about being just like finals footy if you can't play, and he can play like nothing else. Well, it's 6-4 for about 25 minutes of the game. Obviously, the Dragons go in early. We score about 10 minutes later, and there's a bit of an arm wrestle there. You know, it was played in the middle third of the field. Then there was the sim bidding, and we scored a couple of tries. We go in, you know, two tries up at half time. But then there was that... Key point in the second half where Sammy Walker crossed after uh, Young Marsh. He got marched for 10 for something was quite trivial, I thought. Yep. The fact that we scored whilst a man down, I thought that was a turning point. And I think a lot of that had to do with Jared Warrior Hargraves being on the field in that second half. We just beat them through the mental. Well, Silky, you're right about run metres. I mean, JWH leading for the charge, 185 run metres. Crichton was outstanding yesterday. His defence was just stinging. Yeah. You saw those couple oh, of What about hits. that hit he put on the half? Unbelievable. <laughs> put him in the next week. 133 metres, 40 tackles. He looked like something out of the 407 7th MASH. Attentional personnel, <laughs> incoming wounded, headband and all, you know, just back from the Somme. He was amazing. And I've got to tell you, you know, what I loved as well was yesterday when we watch football together, I know how intense you get. We're up at the captain's club. It's a terrific spot to take your staff, your team, your friends, your family. But we get the pleasure to sit there and watch the game. I felt comfortable the whole time yesterday. Sitting next to Mick Estini, Belinda, our co-host, who's not with us today, her husband, former Rooster first grader, said, look, no disrespect to the Dragons. He's a football fan. He's not a Roosters man, funny enough. And he said the difference in class is what got the Dragons yesterday. He said they've been redlining, as he put it, for quite some time. And it's interesting to hear another first grade footballer assess that. And I think it's probably a fair assessment. There's just something about the Dragons yesterday. I never felt like, you know, those games like you play the Sharks and like we should have lost that against the Sharks, right? They should have won that. Yesterday, we just seemed to constantly be in control. Every time they'd counter, we would just slam back. It was just beautiful. I think a lot of that has to do with our halves. I think they just played their way into the game. Sammy Walker taking the line on. Drew Hutchinson, he was backing up. Look, he he unfortunately got ankle tapped with the try line wide open and and spilt the ball. But other than that, I thought his kicking game was good. But it was the stuff he was doing off the ball that really impressed me. One kick in particular, Silky, I tell you, when he put that ball up, it was one of the wobblers. And it really put, uh, I think it was Rawalara, as as you say it, the Dragons winger under pressure. You know, he he dropped one. And, uh, you know, it was just a great, outstanding performance. Let's talk about Sam Verrills. We're going to be speaking to him very shortly. But his first touch, uh, about 35, 40 metres out from the Dragons' try line, goes to the left, throws a dummy, scoots through. He then was the it was the play, I think, went to Morris, then went to, yep. to Drewy Hutchison. But what a great touch. No doubt he'll be nervous. We'll ask him about that uh, when we speak to him a bit later. But uh, from a player's perspective, being able to come back and have that much impact because that wasn't the only thing he did. He had some great service to the outside backs as well. Uh, you know, I just think it's great timing to, to get him back. Well, you think of the pressure he's under, you know. Orbo set up in the, uh, in the interview you did with him at the captain's club that he's probably one of the better players in the 2019 grand final. So he should hold account of himself very well. 
and he did. He comes straight out, first touch, as you say, outstanding, almost produces a try. Uh, you know, the nerves he must have, the pressure on him as well. We, we've lost five hookers. I've got to say, young Marshke, I thought he was also played very well yesterday as well until he was uh, unceremoniously sent to the sideline. Yeah, young Marshke was outstanding, Silky. I think he's showing he's got some really, really good class. But Sammy Verrill shows the class of a uh, you know of our first-grade hooker. And, you know, unfortunately, you lose a great man and friend due to the head knock, and it's not the way he wanted to go out. But, wow, opens an opportunity to Sammy Verrill to cement that hooking spot, and I think yesterday did himself no harm. Well, let's go to a short break and talk to the man himself, Sammy Verrills. You're on Roosters Radio. We'll be back right after this. Well, Roosters fans, today on Roosters Radio, as we said, we've got the pleasure of Sammy Verrills. And uh, Silky, we mentioned uh, earlier in the show, you wouldn't have known Sam's been off for uh, 12 months with a knee injury the way he played yesterday. Sammy, you just stepped straight in to the mix on Anzac Day and probably one of the biggest games outside finals, which you can tell us about seeing you're the rugby league expert. But how was it? Yeah, it was. Uh, I said yesterday on the Roosters TV that it was a it was a real privilege and an honour to play on that day, and uh, yeah, just to get back out there playing some footy, it's uh, it's always a good thing. Sammy, can you take us through? Uh, you know, just we'll, we'll we'll touch on your journey, but can you take us through? I think Silky, we spoke about just prior to the game how you were feeling. You've done all this work, you know. You're in with Victor, which would have been a lot of fun, yep. I guess, having an injury with a, a great bloke like him. But how were you feeling personally before the game? What's going through your mind? Yeah, obviously you got all the emotions on Anzac Day that, you know, you got a big crowd, you know, I've been off the game for 10 months and, you know, it's the longest period I've ever had off in rugby league I, as a kid growing up. It's, I've never had 10 months, so to come back into a game like that was pretty special. There was obviously the nerves there, but uh, like I said yesterday, I, I more had more nerves about my lungs <laughs> coping yep. than my knee. I felt really confident in my knee, you know. The physio got downstairs and the staff we have here, you know, they've just helped me along the way and, uh, yeah, it's been good. Sammy, your meteoric rise, you've been in the club a couple of years now. We go back to the grand final and you're scoring tries. It seems like you like the crowd, you like the big matches. Do you, do you feel that you, you rise to the occasion? Yeah, like it's. I think everyone loves the big crowds. You know, you build off energy from your fans and the and all that and, you know, I think everyone just yeah, grows a leg in the big in the big games and, uh, yeah, I love the big games and, you know, it's just it's awesome to be back playing footy. Sammy, we want to take you and the fans on a little bit of a journey as we get to know Sam Verrills here on Roosters Radio. Uh, 12 months ago, we're almost, well, a little bit longer, but yep. we're, we're at the, you know, the heart of Barcelona. We're covering World Club Challenge. You guys are doing some great team experiences and some team building and bonding. And, you know, this thing called COVID hops in the one when we get back. But what's the difference as 12 months has made to you as a person, how you prepare, and, and, and obviously there's so many changes in the world? Yeah, it's obviously – that was a fun trip, gentlemen. It was a very fun trip. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> um, it's just crazy to think after we got back from there, we pretty much went straight into lockdown. Yep. Uh, we went into a bubble. I couldn't see any of my friends, you know, my extended family. It was a real weird time for us footy players. Um, yeah, it was just a it was a weird way, and then obviously playing that game of footy with no fans, and you know, obviously doing my knee. Um, it was a tough year, but I think I learned a lot from it, and you know, we're going into twenty twenty one with high hopes for me getting back into the game, and uh, you know, having a you know long long year ahead, but hopefully a good one. Just uh, the journey of rehab. I mean, you you shared that time with Victor. You know, we had those two games where. Uh, Roosters fans just head in hands when we saw both of you get injured. It's uh, you know two of your great young players. For you personally, you had to go through it and you rehab on the way back. Can you tell us a little bit about that and what you had to do to get back to yesterday? 
Yeah, well, so obviously when you go through an ACL injury, it's uh, it's pretty damaging, you know, just doing your knee, you're just like far out. I'm, you know you're out for a long time, but to do it with Vic, um, I, wanna, I don't want to say it was fun because it definitely wasn't fun, but yeah. there was a lot of enjoyable moments in that nine months we had off and we worked so hard with each other and having a partner in the same level, you know, they we did only the same night, it was... You know, the surgery was on the same day. Uh, we rehabbed all together. It was just like we smashed ourselves in the training and we just had fun along the way. And uh, having someone there along the along the journey, along the ride, it it really helped. And obviously the character of Vic, um, he's, a, he's a funny person. Do you think his jokes speed up the recovery? Not really. probably made it longer, to be honest. <laughs> I got over him. <laughs> Mate, there was a little bit of frustration. I remember speaking to you downstairs here at the start of the season yeah. and, uh, you know, you expected to come back in and around round three or four, and then yep. you had to go back in and get some further kind of clean out. What yep. was that all about? Yeah, so there was there was a few hiccups along the way. Obviously, with my injury, um, uh, it didn't really all go to plan. You know, there was uh, I had a second clean out in in December just before the break. Uh, there was a lot of scar tissue there. I couldn't get my full extension to my knee, and so we got that done. And then coming into the Warriors game, I went for a scan to clear myself for that game and. You know, that was penciled in. That was going to be both our returns. We're going to return together. And, um, yeah, this random cartilage flap that was had nothing to do with the actual ACL itself showed up. And it was kind of up to me with the decision with me and the doc to go, well, you don't have to have surgery, but, you know, it could affect, you know, your plane and everything or you have the surgery and, you know, it's going to be another month off. And I just thought, look, I've done nine months now. I'm not going to come back early and try and risk things and, you know, I'm very happy with the decision I made, and obviously there's a couple of surgeries along the way which I didn't plan. But oh, well, that's 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 life. So you just mentioned a bit early. You learn a few things about yourself. One's obviously patience. Yeah. What else have you kind of taken away from this experience? Yeah, a lot, a lot of patience. Um, kind of just, kind of just making sure your whole body's right, rehabbing it really well, not just the knee. Um, you know, going into games now, I'm more focused on just getting the body right. You know, obviously. I was a 20-year-old, 21-year-old coming through grade. You just, you know, you play footy and you're G'd up and that's all you, you all you are and sort of just learning from the older guys, having a big trauma, you know, injury. It's uh, it's made me go into a game, into a week, you know, really focusing what you're doing after training, before training, uh, not just the knee, just every just every aspect of footy, just getting your, your body, your mind right for that game. You just alluded to the older guys. Yeah. We've got to talk about Jake Friend. Yeah. Uh, you know, retired. Obviously, you guys have had a few words and a few conversations. Yep. I don't know if there's anything you want to share with us, but, you know, that number nine jersey, obviously, with Freddie, it's yours for the taking. Yeah, I've had a few words with, with Nug. It's, it's, it's so heavy what happened to him. Um, he's a real leader for us in us club, and um, for him leaving like that wasn't the way he wanted to go out, obviously, and you just got to look back at his career and he had such a good career and um, he got that origin win. He's got the few grand finals, you know, he had a 250-plus game career. He's, he he did everything in the game he wanted to do. So him leaving, is it's upsetting. It feels a, it's a big, big void we've got to fill. But, um, yeah, I think that first game back is one step in the right direction, hopefully for me, and having that nine spot there for the rest of the year. 
Sammy, uh, we're also, you know, we've learned we're, we're not short of, of hookers, but we've had to really go through our stocks while you've been injured as, as well. Also opens up an opportunity for a couple of number twos behind you. You're our number one hooker now, yep. which which is great. Uh, it must be pleasing for you to sort of have someone to, to mentor. Do you feel you've got to step up a bit yourself yep. into more of a friendly style mentorship that he might have been to you? Yeah, it's uh, well, he's taught me a lot throughout these two, three years I've been in with grade. And, you know, I'm going to take that into my career as long as I can, you know, and having Benny Marshke there as well at the moment, you know, he was playing Ron Massey round one and now he's started probably half the season now. I'm not sure how many games he's started now, but you think about a rise like that and he's just absolutely come in, just killed it as well. He's played so well and, you know, it's really good. You've got Freddie there coming back off a broken arm. So, you know, as obviously with Nug being injured, it opens up opportunities for Freddie and Benny Marshke to come in and it's only benefit them and... Having three good solid hookers there at the moment is really good for us. Mate, my spies over the Northern Beaches tell me uh, as a young bloke at the Avalon Bulldogs in the halves, when did you make the transition? Uh, So I played for Monavale Raiders and Avalon Bulldogs. So I played most of my young young career at Mona, then moved into Avalon Bulldogs. But um, I was normally a nine and seven role at Avalon. I was was filling in wherever they needed me to. But, yeah, I guess having – that seven role at junior club was pretty fun. And when you played, uh, you know, junior reps in the Manly comp, were yeah. you a nine there? So I was the nine for three years there for the Maddies and Ball. Then that last year of Ball at Manly, um, I got put in the halfback and I went all right, but I'd rather be at hooker. You prefer the nine? Yeah, I prefer the nine. Why is that? Um, I don't know. It's just, I just like being around the ruck, the middle, uh, making all the tackles as well. Um, I just, yeah, I love playing nine. So, who was your favourite player growing up as a kid? Uh, yeah, so I, I grew up uh, going for the Knights. So, Danny Badiris, Joey Johns, yeah. that little era. Uh, I thought them two were pretty pretty good footy players. So, I love watching them play. Yeah, Badiris is a great hooker, yep. wasn't he? Mate, if you had to model yourself on uh, any athlete, be it at the Roosters, be Danny Badiris as an example, or be it in world sport, do you have a role model that you model yourself on or you, you think you'd like to be like? Um. Not really, to be honest. Uh, I watch all sports, but kind of just cherry pick on on every athlete, really. But there's not one particular athlete that I go off that I want to be. I just kind of want to pick off other people's abilities and try and put into one, and it's me. What would you do if you weren't playing rugby league? Do you think? I have absolutely no idea. <laughs> nah, I was I was an electrician with uh, the eighteen electrical, which is a little shout out there for them. But they were. Big footy fans, and uh, I loved working for them. Uh, I didn't like doing being in being under the roofs and being hated doing all that shit. But but uh, I'm actually not sure. It's a good question. I'm not sure. I was an electrician though. But I want to take you back to Sunday's match. Yeah, you run on the field. I think it's your first or second touch. You go down the short side, throw a dummy, uh, pass to the Morris brothers, and Drew Hutchins. You know, gets ankle tapped just short of the line. You must have pinched yourself because it just came so naturally, and from then on, you just you just seemed to have a natural flow. It was like you'd never been out of the game. Did it feel like that on the field? Yeah, I felt it felt really good to be back out there first, just um, with a packed house and everything. It was felt mad. I just my first thing when I got out there, I was like, I really want to get that run out of the way, and I really want to make that first tackle out of the way. And I think it just I wasn't even going to run. I just kind of just happened and. I saw a little space and I just took it and, yeah, it was a, it was a pretty good run, I guess. <laughs> a ripper. Sammy, the, the crowd, I mean, we, we talked about, we, we 
cover the games for the captain's club out there watching you boys every week or at home. For us yesterday, just typifies how good the Sydney Cricket Ground is to watch football because we've we got 40,000 people there. When we haven't got a full crowd, it's it's not – it's a bit different. Do you feel that as a player? Is it just white noise that just drowns in the background eventually of the crowd or did you really feel the intensity of, of the crowd yesterday? I don't think it – I don't think it, like it changes too much. I think just the occasion on the day as well, like it's Anzac Day. You really want to represent your club well, represent the Anzacs. Um, I think just the the occasion of the day was really special to us players, and uh, you really wanted to represent the club really well yesterday. And um, yeah, obviously a big crowd at the SCG does help, but it doesn't you know affect us how we play, mate. The new halves, obviously, you hadn't played with either of the boys before in the, in the six and seven. Uh, how did you find it? And, you know, in particular, the, the, the new number seven. Yeah, he's good. A little Springs, we call him. Um, he's, it's crazy to think he's only 18. He's played, you know, his fourth or fifth NRL game and he's getting man of the match performances and he's doing all that. So he's living up to all the hype. But uh, you can see as at training the way he speaks to the boys, his character, um, he's going to have a long future ahead of him and he's a, he's a top bloke. And to be only 18 and doing some silky moves out there, it's, it's crazy. From the from where we watched the game, you're saying the captain's club, Drewy Hutchinson, a lot of talk and a lot of finger pointing, yep. you know, really telling players where they've got to be. Do you hear that on the field? Because I, yeah. I, I was watching what he was doing off the ball and I was really impressed with the way he was directing traffic. Did you pick that up as well? Yeah, Drew, I've played with Drewy for a few years now with Bears and now in the grade as yep. well. And you can just – he's a really good footy player. He's got a good kicking game on him. Um he organises things very well and then just lets Springs to does his thing. And, you know, it's obviously going to take a while for the combinations to build to, them two together, but it's working really well. And um, it, they're actually – it's a good good solid side going through and um, they're just complementing each other's games. Sammy, uh, yesterday Angus dressed as a war veteran to run out in the field and uh, and he certainly played – He's a beast. – like a soldier. I mean, he has just gone to a new level. So, you know, to play behind such a strong pack. And then Jared, you know, Jared mm. – is our spiritual leader, we say on Roosters Radio. Uh, you know, to play behind such a big pack, uh, it must be must, must make, make it easier for you. Yeah, it does make my life a lot easier. Um, you can literally name every single forward and every single middle in that in that team, and it's uh, it's an honour to play behind this pack we've got here. It's in a special bond we've got as well. You know, uh, we all we're all good mates. We're all we're all bloody close with each other, and it's uh, yeah, it's pretty special. Sammy, what do you do to, to get away from the game and relax? What What does Sam Verrills like to you, you know, read books, play golf, go fishing? I wish I could read, but I'm still learning how to read. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm I'm pretty just I'm pretty relaxed. I I just stay at home and just um just I just chill on my days off. You know, it's pretty it's pretty uh busy lifestyle we live at pre season into the season. So you know, I just chill at home, just see what my mates are doing who aren't working, uh, and just yeah, I just. Hang out with friends, eh? It's kind of just chilled. Mate, we've got a big game Saturday night up there at Newcastle. Uh, you'll be up against uh, young Braley, another, you know, young bloke does plenty of attack. I think you guys have quite a, a similar style of play, if I'm honest. What are you expecting from the Knights? Yeah, Newcastle, they're just a good, solid team around the around the park. You know, you're going to expect a hard game with them. Uh, that You know they're going to show up. They're going to try and be real physical and... You know, Braley's he's going really good. He's coming off a knee as well last year that he copped. Um, and he's really directing around the park pretty well, you know. Uh, we'll get into our video later on in the week. But, you know, you're always going to expect a you know a hostile crowd up there. It's always packed. And especially a Saturday night game up there, it's going to be 
and we want very fun to play in. Of course, Adam O'Brien might, yeah. know, might, might know a few of the old secrets. Yeah, well, we've changed our game <laughs> quite a bit now, so hey, there's no secrets anymore. Fadzi's watching this. Well, it's interesting for fans, you know. We got, uh, you know, we had Fitzy in here talking about his life membership, and yeah. you know, he's a stalwart of this club. And from every fan, you know, he goes, and I'm sure with players like yourself, who build a close relationship, goes with full blessing, and we wish yeah. him the best as a first grade coach. But is that something that every year, you know, uh, we change up our style of play so we get rid of uh, yeah, those old spies like Fitzy? Yeah, exactly. Now Fitzy deserves the head coaching role as well. You know, he does. He's been, um, yeah, he's pretty much he's pretty much is a head coach here as well with Robbo. He, the way you know delivers his presentations, uh, you know his voice in our in our group, it's uh, it's pretty much like a head coach. So he's going to be pretty missed next year. But obviously, we got a few plays here and there that we always change, especially with the rule changes as well. We changed our game up quite a bit because see how fast the game's turning into, and um, yeah, it's. It's just all about the, the changes every year. Yeah, that brings my next question, Sammy, probably one of my last, but yeah. the changes in the game. Uh, you've come back yesterday and just, as I said, we, we were just sitting there going, my God, it's like you never never had any time off. But did you – The I lungs you, felt it. I know the lungs <laughs> felt it, but did you notice the speed in the game, like the six again restarts that seemed very prevalent and, you know, the yeah. 18th man coming on second time in, in the NRL history in, the, in yeah. you know in two games uh, this weekend it's happened. Uh, is the speed of the game changed for you? Is the style of the game changed in, in what yeah, you missed? Yeah, so the speed of the game's like – so even just when you kick the ball out now, the, the, the scrums there, the no scrums anymore. So the leader's a lot quicker, but I feel like it is – it is it's good though, you know, just quicken up the game for us little fellas. Um, even that 18th man yesterday, just seeing Ted go off and the way Matty just responded, he took his bib off and he was just so pumped and G'd up and – you just go far out. It's kind of it's kind of cool the way and the way he came in as well, and he yeah. just played a a solid performance. He was and, terrific. Yeah. So, you now the rule changes are different, but um, I think they are good. Well, Sammy, we really appreciated your time here today, mate. So glad to see you back on the paddock and playing well. And uh, long may it continue. Thanks for joining us on Roosters Radio. Thanks, guys. Thank you very much. Thanks, mate. Welcome back to Roosters Radio. Silky, what a great chat it was with Sammy Verrills, and he's an impressive young man, isn't he? He sure is, and, you know, still young. Probably could be running around in some of our lower grades. Well, speaking of our lower grades and speaking of our young, Silky, got some results for the weekend? I do, Bush. Congratulations to our Tasha Gale women's team. They'll be playing in the grand final this week. They had a 22-4 victory over the Steelers. Unfortunately, our SG ball got knocked out. 42-32, but some good news. Our Jersey flag had a win, 42-18. Yeah, some impressive young Roosters up at Waverley Oval yesterday, yeah. uh, the home of the Junior League for the Roosters, so that was really good to see. Congratulations to our Tasha Gale team, who'll be taking on uh, the Dragons at the 8th Wonder of the World, as you called it, Leichhardt Oval, uh, 11 o'clock this Saturday. Yeah, Saturday 1st of May, 8th Wonder of the World, Leichhardt Oval. Get there to support our young female Roosters. Are you ready? Welcome back to Roosters Radio on this Saturday night up there at the Hunter McDonald Jones Stadium, Newcastle. 7.30 kickoff, Roosters taking on the Newcastle Knights. Bush, we're going to head up there for the weekend? 
Sure are. Look, very exciting. The uh, Roosters are taking a trip up there. It was originally planned for Perth uh, due to the COVID uh, lockdowns and, and so forth. Uh, they've decided to move it to Newcastle. What a great way to see the Hunter Valley and, and a bit of Newcastle. Something great for the, the local loyal fans, sponsors and uh, and members. So it should be really good. But, Suki, there's a game to be played. It's uh, not all the hosting, the red wine and the golf that we're going to talk about. <laughs> it's uh, all the trimmings. But, uh, you know, you've got some key matchups that uh, you're salivating over. Well, the one we just spoke to young Sam before, but he'll be up against Jaden Braley. Uh, Jaden Braley consistently, you know, 40 to 50 tackles each mm. match, uh, gives great service. So looking forward to uh, that matchup in particular. Uh, the other one I'm really looking forward to is the Battle of the Forwards. I mean, take your pick, JWH, Clemmer, or Lindsay Collins, or Angus Crichton, Frizzell, the two New South Wales yeah, back rowers. That's a mouthwatering There's some mouthwatering matchups. And I've got to tell you, watching a bit of the Knights, you know, uh, if you come into the, the first five rounds, Frizzell's gone really, really well. He's got a new club, fresh start. And Angus Crichton seems to have the same spring in his step. So they are the two ones I'm looking forward to. And, of course, uh, you know, the master and the apprentice. Joshy Morris versus uh, Bradman Best. You know, great name, Bradman powerful Best. Powerful runner, young Bradman Best. Great Very pl- powerful yeah, runner. Yeah, good young player. So I thought we saw last week in the Dragons game, Joshy Morris uh, and Brett Morris school their oppositions a bit. I thought it was quite good. There are just a few moments where you saw him get up and pat him on the back. Uh, it was quite a nice touch in rugby league, and I think you'll see the same this week. I just think our victories over the past few weeks uh, have been built off the back of defence. Even our loss to Melbourne, you know, going in 4-0 at half time, we just ran out of petrol in that second half. Dragons scored a fortuitous second try, soft first try. If we keep that defence structures in place, I'm uh, quite confident of coming away with the W up there in Newcastle. Yeah, I think it's a Hargraves-led win as well. I mean, he's been instrumental in the last couple of wins we've had. The Sharks, the Dragons, he's been at the forefront. Metres gained, tackles and just aggression. And that's what we need. Well, Bush, we were a bit off with our score predictions last week. This week, how do you see it? Yeah, look, Newcastle uh, aside with a few injuries as well, but with a side with Kalen Ponger in, you've seen what he can do with the ball. He's a bit like Travojevic at Manly. So I would say to you that Roosters, 18, Knights, 10. 18, 10. I'm going to go a bit wider than that. I'm going to go Roosters, 34, Knights, 16. Wow. Something exotic. Yeah, they're very exotic. Something, Some value there, Silky. Well, that's all we've got time for on Roosters Radio. We want to thank Sammy Verrills for coming on board and having a great interview. And we want to thank all of our fans for listening. And what a great week it is to be a rooster. Silky, have a great week and uh, looking forward to a great trip up to Newcastle. Calm the roosters. You've been listening to Roosters Radio. East East to win. win.